This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. <laughs> this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, you know what? All you guys hogged all my, I have no place to plug in. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mikey. I hey, didn't do anything. A self-defense event happens in seconds. And in the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training, the education, and the, to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com G-O-R. That's awesome. What do you think about that, Action Jackson? He's back, Action Jackson. Yes. Back and better you, than ever. Where you been, mm-hmm. son? Uh, Gone but not forgotten? Pretty much. Tell him, yeah. hey, man, you're a popular guy. Your dance card fills up quick. I know. Right. I, right. I thought it did. Watch, is this going to help? Hi, Alicia. Hey. How are you? Really well. Yeah? Did you do anything fun? Basketball weekend. Just basketball weekend? Was ba- it, it's basketball so season. A, a whole different kind of shooting. Exactly. Got to fall through your shot. <laughs> hey, man, it. nice shot. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we kick off? You know, we do this new thing at, at the in the four o'clock hour where we go around the the Southern California and uh, listen to what's going on in the other the other areas. I think I have to fill in for Carla. Oh, I was going to say she's doing something cool. But uh, I was going to say you have to fill in for Gail as well too. No Gail either. No Gail. Just, just Heather. Oh. Just the Heather. Heather could do it. Dude, Heather is 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 man enough to for for three, so she'll just uh, that's that's okay. I, if, if we if all we have is Heather, we still have more than we can all handle, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, how's it going? Did you hear that, Heather? I did. <laughs> I think that's I'm a compliment. Doing well. How are you guys? Just make sure the check doesn't bounce. That's all. <laughs> Heather is the executive director from Orange County Gun Owners, and she's here to tell us all about what's going on in Orange County. How are you doing, Heather? Tell us what's up. What's up with what's going on with Orange, Orange County? I'm doing good. Um, we had a busy week. Um, we went and spoke at We the People. Uh, their meeting on Monday, and I did. If anybody missed it and they want to hear it play back, uh, we do have some playback segments on our Instagram and Facebook, and we should get on YouTube soon at OC Gun Owners. Uh, if you go to Facebook and Instagram, you can see the playbacks. If you're interested in learning, you know what's going on with some of these bills that are coming in California, um, and then we had our monthly meeting on Wednesday. How did that go? Uh, we went to on. It went really well. We had, it was a little chilly out, so everybody was trying to keep warm. Um, but we were at On Target in Laguna Niguel, and the owner, Greg, he, he spoke with us for a little bit about 
um, even, you know, the gun shops and gun ranges, you know, getting them set in the counties and what it takes. So it was very interesting listening to him speak about that for a bit. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. the um, good attendance and had some folks sign up to be members and uh, uh, auction uh, was still went off without a hitch. I guess we talked about the auction last week, but it still went off without a hitch. I still have to, if you're listening, uh, the winners of some really fancy wine in the Oceanside area, I'm going to make sure that you get that probably tomorrow. So I still have some really nice wine to deliver. But it, so- almost got it drank. You'll get the <laughs> bottle. But everything else is going really, really well. It's, all the other stuff is getting delivered, and thank you all to those who participated. The auction went really, really well, right? Yes. Thank you so much for everybody who donated both both auction items, but then also donated when they when they won their bids. So it was much appreciated. Uh, we raised about twenty thousand dollars as a whole. So um, it's much. It's very helpful, you know, when we're fighting for our Second Amendment rights. So awesome. And then we also. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. We also. We what? also uh, we have our, our um, CCW seminar is coming up here in Orange County on Monday at 7. Uh, it's on Facebook Live and Zoom. You can find the links on our website at ocgunners.com. So you can join in. Anyone who's interested in getting their CCW here in Orange County uh, will go through the process, getting them started uh, with the application and clear through till when they get it and their CCW lifestyle afterwards. So, Heather, I'm curious. how What is the current start to finish uh, in Orange County for a permit? It's been, they've been really pushing it up. So it's been running like maybe four months for some people. Um, They've been pushing a lot of the appointments up. One of the ladies that I know that's going through it, she had an appointment in May and it just got pushed to two weeks from now. So um, it's, they're definitely moving, trying to get them through here. Our our Sheriff Barnes wants his citizens armed. So he's trying to get us all our CCWs as quickly as possible. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome job. We're going to talk about uh, Inland Empire, then we're going to talk about San Diego, and then we're going to go to a commercial break. Thank you so much, Heather. Go to orangecountygunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. If you're in the Orange County area, sign up, be a member, get involved, help Heather help you with the Second Amendment. Um, In Inland Empire, Carla, of course, is uh, she's actually taking a class right now, um, a firearms-related class. She can't call in, but uh, Inland Empire is doing a fantastic job. They had their monthly meeting yesterday. Um, they're going to be partnering with Reform California, Carl DeMaio's organization, uh, in a couple of about a, about uh, see about a month and a half. They're actually going to have a town hall um, that's going to have to do with the Second Amendment, getting involved, and the rising crime rate in Riverside. If you haven't heard the uh, the uh, Attorney General Bonta, who is a horrible politician who is horrible uh, when it comes to the Second Amendment. He's now on a witch hunt after Riverside's sheriff, Chad Bianco, who's a fantastic god. Uh, excuse me, fantastic guy. <laughs> I don't know if he's a god status, but he's a fantastic guy. And uh, we're, we're going to try to get him at that event as well because we definitely want law enforcement to be involved. We want his uh, department to be involved, involved. He's a uh, very pro-Second Amendment guy, wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, Carla had a great showing yesterday. They had a, a USCCA um, uh, seminar that went off really, really well. They had a great showing. And thank you, Carla. Thank you, Inland Empire, for all that you guys are doing. San Diego County Gun Owners, last but not least, we had our monthly meetings last week. We had a monthly meeting at North County Shooting Center, Power Weapons Gear, and, of course, LaBella's Pizza. All three featured a uh, really fantastic seminar sponsored by USC, uh, U- uh, USCCA. Um, and featured uh, uh, an attorney who had an extremely interesting uh, CCW lawsuit that he won. And uh, it was fascinating. Uh, some lessons learned. 
Um, there was uh, a lot of people with a lot of questions. Uh, it was a really great way to learn more about uh, what you can and can't do when it comes to carrying, you know, to really spell out the law. You know, you read these penal codes, and it's really sometimes it's really difficult to kind of figure out, like, what, what is it that we can and can't do here? So he, uh, Gary Gibson is the attorney's name. Him spelling it out with real-world examples was extremely, extremely valuable. So that's what's going on in Orange County and Inland Empire and San Diego. How's that sound? What do you think, Alicia? Doing great things. Pretty big week, right? Yep. Yeah. Big, big. So, so everybody, uh, get involved. Uh, InlandEmpireGunOwners.com, San Diego County GunOwners.com, or STCGO.org. Sounds like a plan, Sam. Yeah. I went up to the Inland Empire uh, Gun Owners meeting, and it was really fantastic. In the Jeep? In the Jeep. The in, the rain. in the rain? In the rain. Good thing you put good tires on it. Good tires and a, and a hard top now. I can't even imagine doing that trip. I, I went up there a couple times this last week. I can't imagine doing that trip and that soft top that I had, that half top that don't I had. Wear waders. It, yeah, it was pouring rain. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen a winter like this. Climate change. In uh, yeah, it must be climate. Is it like an El Nino or La Nina or whatever? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Thank Sally Fields. Sally Fields. That's the kind of rain we had. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I don't think you could. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, John Korea is next. We're gonna. Ha- I want to talk to him about some really interesting things uh, that have to do with uh, lethal and non-lethal force. He'll tell you about Sally Fields. <laughs> Maybe. I know. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The, the answer. answer. Well, stereo, the answer. If you watch Active Self on the YouTube channel, you might have heard that as gun owners, it really is important to have something between a strong word and a lethal force. Stay tuned for John Korea from Active Self Protection. Isn't that a cute shade of red? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> On her. Oh, yeah. I like that. I thought that was makeup. No. no. Hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms and you need to call California firearms lawyer John Dillon, if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Our next guest is what I like to call a Second Amendment A-lister, right? I mean, this guy, if you don't know who John Korea is from Active Self-Protection and you own a gun, you what? must you, you must live be living under a, a rock. You live under a rock. Yeah. Your gun is protecting your, your rock, yeah. and that's about it. Uh, active Self-Protection is a fantastic uh, YouTube channel. He uh, John Korea is a fantastic trainer. What he's created, him and his staff, is second to none. And beyond firearms as well, I've used a lot of his videos. I teach a, 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 a I teach high school, um, and I have from time to time taught courses um, just different. It's through it's charter school enrichment enrichment courses about self protection, self defense, awareness, all those. And I've used a number of John's videos in my courses there as well with youth, not even firearms related. Truly, you teach, you truly teach high school. Good. 
High school, high school. Did you guys just meet today? <laughs> I didn't know she knew that. Did you know she taught high school? I, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I thought All you right. homeschooled. My own my own children, I do. But then I teach I teach at a, an enrichment center for charter kids. All right. So done. we'll uh, we'll talk more about that. Let's you get think? John on the line. <laughs> John Korea, my friend, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. You said I'm an A-lister. I think I'm on A-list, but I'm not. <laughs> We're all on a list. Touche. If you're not on a list by now, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Thank you so much for all that you do. I truly cannot say enough good things about ASP and John Korea and your whole staff and everybody there. You guys do a wonderful job. Not just It's not just interesting. It's not just fun. It's, it, it's an important informational resource, and you guys are truly I, 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 changing gun culture, changing gun owners in America. And I, I, I can't tell you, I, I can sit here and go on and on and on. You guys are so great. Well, I appreciate that very much. And, you know, it's just kind of funny because, of course, the channels are worldwide. And just this, I mean, I'm American, right? I'm a, I believe in the right to keep and bear arms. We talk about Second Amendment all the time. I got an email today from a guy, no kidding, in Iran. Well, actually, Mike, our podcast host, got an email from him that uh, we helped him get out of a situation that he was in and protect himself. And so, and, and so that message is going out over the whole world, the right to keep and bear arms. That's awesome. Congratulations. Like, a, like some kind of defensive gun use situation? or Well, apparently uh, very difficult in Iran for them to own guns. And so uh, he had some kind of a road rage uh, situation that happened, and he was able to get himself and his loved ones away from it. So uh, A situation it, where it's he... It's a little difficult. His English wasn't exactly what you'd call you know, uh, A-list level there. So, But we had a good, good basic conversation, and, and so it was really cool to hear, like, Really, somebody in Iran is using the videos. Okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, fantastic. And a big thank you, too, for being a part of our auction. Uh, some lucky winner gets to go take a class with John Korea, gets to have a, a stogie with him after the class, and uh, gets a uh, free subscription to his, his Patreon, uh, which is awesome. And thank you so much for supporting us in that way and, and asking for absolutely nothing in return. Everybody, i got to tell you, John just said, yes, let's do it. No questions asked. Absolutely. Um, and I, I really appreciate that level of generosity and, and commitment, man. Thank you so much. Sincerely from the bottom yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. Heart. I mean, we believe in, in the work you're doing, you know, and we're all part of that community. And we want, uh, you know, folks, even those who disagree with us have the right to keep and bear arms. And we want to preserve it for all people, even those who might disagree with it. So I love the work you're doing. I love that you're helping people be better, and, and we're happy to help. And, and we'd love to see somebody come and, and get trained. And, and, you know, our evidence-based pistol skills is an awful lot of what we teach, evidence-based shotgun as well. And, yeah, heck, yeah, you want to sit and have a stogie afterwards and hang out? I'm in. Let's do it. Fortunately, no one disagrees with me, John. Either you're, you're one of two categories. You agree with me or you're undecided. That's the way I live. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good way of looking at the world, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what I really wanted you to come on and talk about. So um, a lot of questions. I'm not even sure how to kick it off, but I really want to talk about the difference between pepper spray and, and a firearm when it comes to okay. across the board, really. Um, you know, First off, let's talk about it. What, what, how, how would you describe pepper spray as far as, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not, it's non-lethal defense, right? Yeah. So, so we would generally customize that and say less lethal, not that, you know, so I know of exactly one instance of somebody who had 
a crazy uh, anaphylactic reaction to OC spray and died as a result of it. So, so one time, which is, you know, I've seen people die from being slapped across the face. And yeah. so very, very rare. But of course, you know, from a legal perspective, you don't say none if it's ever done that. So less is how we would say it. Uh, but it's not likely to cause death or great bodily injury. And so it's considered ordinary force. And, and so obviously a firearm, I don't care where you shoot someone, it's highly likely to cause them great bodily harm or death. And so that's considered lethal force. So, so the OC spray is not to use for lethal threats, but it's to have something between, as Chuck Haggard likes to say, between a harsh word and a gun. Um, and and that joke that OC but that's that's really the point I want to get into. I really want to talk about that. Uh, I talk to a lot of people who it's like an either or, you know, and, and it's not right. an either or the uh, uh, pepper spray or any type. What I, by the way, for everybody listening, when we say pepper spray, John, I, I, let's let's kind of I, I guess we're kind of talking about the entire uh, the entire spectrum of you know pepper balls, pepper gel, pepper spray, just everything that that kind of basically fits within that those parameters. But when when you when when we're when when we talk about that, a lot of people go, nah, I don't know if I'm ready for a gun. I'm just going to do this or nah, I carry a gun, so I'm not going to carry pepper spray. But they're not. It's not an either or situation. They they have they're very different tools. And there's not as much overlap that people, you know, as far as situations, there's not as much overlap that maybe people think. So let's let's kind of talk about that from from that angle. Um, When would you go ahead? Yeah, there's no overlap there. I mean, unless you're not carrying a firearm, if you're not carrying a firearm, the only thing you have is an OC spray or a pepper spray. Well, then guess what? If a lethal threat presents itself, it's the only thing you've got. Uh, but but if you have a firearm, the firearm is for is for lethal threats, and the OC spray or pepper spray is for regular threats. You know the the Bureau of Justice statistics says about eighty percent of assaults every year in America are ordinary assaults. They're not aggravated assaults that would justify the use of deadly force to stop them. And so if you shoot somebody who say slaps you across the face or pushes you real hard, minus some significant medical frailty or something like that, you're going to go to prison. And, and I, you know, they say, you know, Wednesday night is taco night at Rikers Island, but you don't want to try them. <laughs> and, and so an OC spray, we jokingly call a, an eye poke in a can. It doesn't injure. Uh, and, and again, if I don't have to fight someone and, and, and they are threatening me with ordinary force, you know, Hey man, I'm going to kick your butt. No, nope, I'll, I'll spray them down. Now I prefer spray to gel and uh, I'm looking for a major capsaicinoid percentage over 0.5%. And if you cannot find on the canister or on the packaging the, what the listing is, if it doesn't say on the packaging what the percentage of major capsaicinoids is, assume it's nothing because it probably is. So, uh, and there's a couple brands that will list them. So let's talk about what is a situation. There is definitely a situation out there that is 100% smack dab extremely appropriate to use pepper spray, but not a firearm. If you, if you used a yeah, firearm in this situation, it would not be maybe not legal, not ethical, whatever. But but pepper spray, it would be. Could you talk, let's talk about that? What 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 does that situation look like? Yeah, I mean, so so let's just say, for instance, that you know um, you cut someone off in in line, unfortunately, and then you walk into the store and they come in there and they say, you know, you so and so, umpty frats, I'm going to kick your butt. And, you know, they, they are raised voices and, and all those things. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you what for. 
But they don't show a weapon. They don't make a, a move like they're going to kill you. They don't have anything in their hands like that. In the most case, uh, again, absent any aggravating circumstances, that's not a that would not be a time where it would be justified to use lethal force. If somebody says, I'm going to kick your butt and you shoot them, you're going to go to jail. But instead, if you go, hey, man, this guy said he was going to kick my butt, I believed him. And, and here's a perfect time where I didn't want him to kick my butt and I didn't want to get into a tussle with him. And so I sprayed him, uh, hit him across both eyes and got it all up his nose and it took the starch right out of his jammies. And then we didn't have to fight. And then I called, uh, the, you know, for a little bit of help from the local constabulary and let them figure it all out. Yeah, a firearm is to stop a, a lethal threat, to, to, to end that threat. Um, you know, a, a pepper spray is really, um, and I'm, I'm trying to put it in very layman's terms. So, you know, correct me or, or put it in a, in a much better uh, phrasing, but it's, it's to distract somebody enough for you to get away. It's, it's, it's to make someone go, Hey, you know what? I'm stopping whatever I was doing, whatever assault I was, I was about to commit long enough for the sprayer to get out of that situation. Yeah, and I mean, a firearm is a breakout. You know, we use a firearm as a shield as well, right? We use our defensive tools as shields, not as swords. And so our mission as a private citizen, even in a, a gunfight, if a defensive gun use is to break contact. We want to, sh- you know, if I have to shoot somebody, I do in order to let me break contact with them and get away from them as fast as I can. Well, so a firearm is a useful tool against a deadly threat. An OC spray is a useful tool in a similar sense against an ordinary but not lethal threat. Uh, again, somebody says, hey, I'm going to kick your butt. Somebody um, is, is uh, you know, we've seen this a bunch lately. You know, I'm working in a fast food joint, and somebody gets belligerent about their order and starts throwing things at me across the counter. Mm. Uh, okay, probably not a time I need to shoot somebody, but I also don't want to end up having a fist fight with him. Somebody road rages, and they get all kinds of mad, and we get stopped at a light, and they pop out of the car like, you know, they want to come and have a fist fight with me. Um, if I shoot that person, again, absent a significant aggravating factor, I'm going to go to prison. Uh, and so, you know, an OC spray is a tool that gives me something between a harsh word and a gun that's not a risk to me. Now, I'm all about also having empty-handed skills and what do you call and, that, arts or combatives or and, whatever. And I want to ask, the on the other side of the commercial, commercial break, I want to ask the opposite question. You know, is there a time that you should use a gun, not pepper spray? So when we get back. Are you going to turn around and ask him backwards? Yes. Okay. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteer at a shooting social at a gun sh- shop at uh, and tabletop and help more Pro-gun local officials get elected. Save this state. Orange County gun owner is May 20th. You'll have a blast. And become a member today at ocgunowners.com slash join. We're talking to John Korea from Active Self-Protection. 
And uh, you got to check out his videos, if for no other reason, to check out his San Diego County Governor's logo shirt that he wears every once in a while. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So we were uh, we were just talking about, you just answered the question that, hey, when is it appropriate, you know, or what, what does the situation look like where it's appropriate to use pepper spray, not a firearm? Now let's ask the other side. What, what's a, what is a situation where it's pepper spray wouldn't, it's just not appropriate. You, you need to have a firearm to get out of this situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we see them all the time, and I put them on the channel, gosh, man, multiple times a week. Somebody, you know, you're, you're in a, a convenience store grabbing a, a soda pop or something, and after getting gas, and somebody ro- walks in with a gun to rob it. You don't need a no-see spray then. You need to stop that guy quickly, and that involves a firearm. Or somebody tries to carjack you. Carjackings are becoming ridiculously common. And somebody tries to remove you from your car by force, that is a forcible felony, you know, um, and a threat to your life. Just the opposite. If somebody grabs you and tries to drag you off somewhere, that we call that kidnapping, and that's a forcible felony against your person. You don't need a no-see spray then. Uh, that's a deadly threat to you and to yours. And so those are the kinds of instances that a firearm is the right answer for. And and there's a there's a real easy standard here is there, there would a reasonable person in your situation Believe, is there reason for you to believe that you face a threat of death or great bodily harm? And, and would, if, a, if there's objective, reasonable evidence that you face a threat of death or great bodily harm, and great bodily harm is generally seen as something like, you know, it's going to put you in the hospital. You're going to lose the use of a limb for a significant amount of time. You're going to end up having emergency surgery to repair the damage done. You're going to lose, you know, a, a function that's, you know, great bodily harm and it breaks your bones, stuff like that. Um, then, then the use of deadly forces is the appropriate thing. So a gun would be the right answer. Is there a situation where, um, a, where pepper spray would have made it worse? You know what I mean? Like, let's say a lot of people say, well, gee, that, if that's all you have, then it's better than nothing. But is there actually a situation where that you've seen, you know, one of the a video where, you know, somebody's like you said, robbing a convenience store or something like that, where you'd say, you know what, no one should try to go after that guy. Uh, it might actually make it worse um, if you have pepper spray. Or is that too broad a question? You know, probably not. It's it's So OC spray is effective on about 90% of people. About 10% of the population it just doesn't do a whole lot to. Mm. And it doesn't have anything to do with your ethnicity or whether you like you know spicy food. It's just some <laughs> people don't have the same receptors in their brains, apparently. And uh, and so, but you know, if he was about to assault you anyways, and you OC spray him, and guess what? It doesn't do much. Well, you're about to still be assaulted. Is what's about to happen. Um, and and so, it generally doesn't escalate. I, I can tell you that we see on badge cams all the time that when police officers fire the taser at somebody and it's not effective, it always escalates the conflict. Interesting. It, and I mean that it always escalates it because it's very painful and it. Also, you know, if the officers are like, hey, we're going to take you into custody and the guy or is, is not actively fighting in the moment or whatever pops you, well, guess what? Now he's like, well, I may as well fight. And so it, it almost always escalates the stuff. Whereas we just don't see that with OC spray. So that's why, I mean, I carry an OC spray with me every day. Even though you have a firearm? Absolutely, 100% yes. And 16 years of empty-handed training, I am, I'm pretty good with my hands. And, I mean, you know, anybody can get anybody on any given day, but... I feel very confident in my standing striking and my grappling skills, my ground fighting skills. I'm pretty confident in that, but I still carry an OC spray because, I mean, a long-range eye poke makes a lot of sense. 
Now, how, 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 how strongly do you recommend – one of the things I really liked, one of the things I've learned from you, and I, I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't mean to sound arrogant here, but very few people have, have truly affected like something I do. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I do my own research and I figure out what does and doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people, you know, oh, Weaver's better. Isosceles is the only way to go, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's got their opinions. You know, 9 millimeter, 45, you know, Picard, you know, Kirk, whatever. But um, one of the things where, that you've truly changed my opinion on was carrying an extra magazine. You know, you, you, you showed that, hey, after all this research, all these real-world experiences, carrying an extra magazine, really pretty unnecessary. And then you said if you're carrying an extra magazine at the expense of, you know, like an IFAC or a tourniquet, then you're, you're wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with carrying an extra magazine, but if you're carrying it at the expense of some kind of first aid, then you're definitely wrong. And that has changed – uh, my something I do daily now, and I, which is which is awesome. Um, how highly do you recommend a a CCW holder carry pepper spray? A hundred percent. I think uh, if you know, unless you are an absolute MMA champion, if you are an MMA champion and you feel like, hey, any fight that I get into, that it's going to take a world champion to whoop my butt. Um, and I like getting in fights. Okay, now, of course, we're good, sane, sober, moral, prudent people. We don't want to get in fights, right? So our first uh, order of business is living a lifestyle of de-escalation, escape, and evasion. But there's a reason that I carry an OC spray. Not only is it effective against people, I've actually used it several times against aggressive dogs. Mm. Um, very effective. You're not going to talk a dog down, but you know, a, a big aggressive dog that wants to use you for a chew toy does listen quite well when they get booped on the snoot with OC. And so uh, for, for those reasons, I'm... I'm I really think, man, if you're not carrying an OC spray, I feel like uh, you're really missing uh, a tool that would be useful far more often than probably any other tool in your arsenal. So make room for it on the uh, on the Batman utility belt, for sure. No question. That's an important point. Yeah, I mean, I carry mine clipped in my front pocket. Some yeah. people carry it in other places in other ways, but I carry mine clipped in a pocket. And, uh, you know, you don't have to have a big old honking one, the, the small ones that they make right now, I'm, I'm, you know, one of our sponsors is Palm OC and, and they make a great unit and it is uh, batch tested and filthy, nasty, mean stuff. And California <laughs> and so legal. Have, and California legal, hundred percent legal in California to carry OC spray. So, you know, I, I really recommend having it. I think it doesn't diminish for me as a firearms carrier. I work on my firearm skills all the time. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, again, anybody can get got, but I'm going to, whoever kills me with a gun is going to pay full retail for it. I'll tell you that much. Um, and, and I have, you know, uh, great confidence in my ability to use a handgun competently, very competently. But, but at the same time, I think there's so many things that don't, uh, that, that a handgun is not useful for. And for those, I carry no C-spray. I think it's important to note as well that if you if you have a situation arise, there may, there's opportunities where you could de-escalate or stop the threat before it becomes deadly, so you could prevent the need for the firearm. Yeah, with the I OC. think that's a useful tool. And yeah, you know, some people do worry about. Well, wait a minute. If I'm carrying an OC spray and I use my gun, then a prosecutor may use it against me. Prosecutor can use anything against you that they want. The question is, is that a valid argument? And and of course, your defense attorney would say, no, no, no. My fire, my my client used the firearm because he faced a threat of death or great bodily harm. And so the, the appropriate response was to use the firearm. So it's not about, well, you don't have to go through every option you have in order to get to the right option. It's choosing the right one in the moment that's important.
And if you're involved in politics, then that means you have worked hard to get the right DA in office. So hopefully some knucklehead prosecutor won't won't do that kind of ridiculous crap. Uh, yeah, hopefully. And but I, I, dig- I think but I digress. prosecutors are decent <laughs> souls, and, and you get the occasional rogue weirdo that causes problems. So what would you say to somebody? And I get this a lot. What would you say to somebody who's just like, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy a gun. I'm not going to go through training. Someone that, you know, who is is genuinely concerned with self-defense and they're kind of weighing the options and they finally go, "Nah, I think I'm just going to buy a, you know, $20 can of pepper spray rather than a $600 gun and pay $600 for training and $100 for a holster and $50 for defensive ammo." And then, and then, and then, I'm just going to carry pepper spray, you know, rather than go through the hassle. I can afford it. I have the time. I could do it, but eh, I'm just going to do pepper spray as if it's either or. Well, how, how do you, what do you say to that person? I mean, generally speaking, Mike, I just say, okay, great. Good for you. I don't, you know, as, as the old adage says, man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still, right? <laughs> and so if that's what someone wants to do, I go, okay, man, I guess what? I'm not going to be there on the day that you need a gun and, and, you're not going to be at my gunfight either. So best to you. And hopefully you never get into a place where you need it and you ain't got it. Um, but if you want to just carry an OC spray, I, I, I know plenty of people that I, I have a, a a good acquaintance who says, you know, man, carrying a gun makes me super paranoid and really ruins my quality of life. And I just can't do it every day. And I do carry a pepper spray, but carrying a gun is really hard on me emotionally. Okay. Wow. Then yeah then maybe it's not the right thing for you to do, you know? Um, and I don't judge somebody else. I think you have the right to keep and bear arms, but I'm not saying you. Sh- everybody has to. I, I, I'm actually a big believer in pepper spray. I, I absolutely love it. I say that. I'm not carrying any right now. I need to go buy some more. But uh, I used to carry it. Uh, in fact, more often than not, I'm carrying pepper spray. Um, but well before I had my CCW, I'd carry it. I, I really liked – Mace had a product that I really liked the top – um, uh, I'm open to, uh, to, you know, what new, new products, but I used to carry it so often and I was such a believer in it. Um, I swear if I hadn't started San Diego County gun owners, I would have started San Diego County pepper spray owners. And I mean that sincerely, <laughs> I would go to restaurants and, you know, I'd take my, my phone and my wallet and my pepper spray out and put it on the table because in, in inevitably the waitress would make a joke like, Oh, what's that? Or well, you know, what's going on? And I'd say something like, Oh, it's in case the. Caesar salad isn't spicy enough. <laughs> and a lot of the times I would end up giving that pepper spray to the waitress because it would spark a conversation and they'd go, yeah, I've kind of thought about it. I don't really know. And I, you know, I work late and parking lot and weird guys and whatever. And I'd say, here, take this, you know, and I'd, I'd, I'd end up giving, giving, I'd probably give them away a couple times a month. To be honest, You'll give you. a tip. I would still give a tip, Dave. I'm just checking. I, <laughs> I was concerned, not cheap. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I, I'm a big believer. Is there a particular brand or, or product that you like better than 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 the, yeah, the, the rest? Yeah, yeah. We've invited Palmo C to be a sponsor of Active Self Protection because their product is the best in the market. I I only uh, recommend that which I personally use. I my wife, my kids carry Palmo C, um, and, and PalmPepperSpray.com is where you can find them. P O M, right? Uh, a good yep. good tool, good top. Uh, you know, correct stuff. They. Uh, have been right in the forefront of helping us with abused and abandoned foster kids as well. So the owner, Alex, puts his money where his mouth is and is a great dude. Not cool. Thank you, John. John Korea, Act of Self-Protection. Check him out on YouTube. Great guy. Uh, you know, just so much, so much free information. 
uh, but also uh, become a client. He's 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 he puts his money where his mouth is. Great dude. I, I just can't say enough good about. Well, John. the only warning I could throw out there is be careful because he's very very addictive. Good looking. Oh yeah, very. I'm going to say something else because once you start watching him, <laughs> you can't get away from him. Truth. Thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. See you, John. Bye bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Hot Rod K1 Speed Arena. Faster than Grease Lightning. Are you faster than Grease Lightning? He sure I is. wish. He sure He's is. Did you see him it. going into the turn sideways? I didn't see it. I didn't see I haven't seen any footage of him. Oh, come on. Oh, come <laughs> on. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, do you know we have a world-class flight training school right here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day, and we're close to the ocean, as well as the desert and the mountains. Plus, SDFTI instructors can help you learn to navigate around the international border and military bases safely. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn fly in sunny San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Get started. It's super easy. Just call 858-569-1822. Learn to fly at SDFTI. That's 858-569-1822. Awesome. So, you know, there's a couple things I just kind of wanted to get caught up on locally. Sure. Um, like CCWs. Have you heard of those? Yeah, I have. So, <laughs> so a lot of people are asking. It's been, you know, a few months now, and a lot of people want to know, like, all right, we helped this new sheriff. You know, we helped her get elected. So how's it going? Yeah. You know? How is it going? It's actually going really, really well. And I have a couple of uh, uh, of things to point out. First off, she remains extremely responsive, Sheriff Martinez. So if I have a an issue, a problem, whatever, she's in. Not a problem. In fact, uh, we haven't announced it yet, but we have an event at the end of April having to do with our Not Me program where she's going to come and be a guest speaker. Sweet. So if you haven't met her yet, you'll have the opportunity to hear her talk. Um, we'll talk more about that later. I don't want to steal uh, some thunder that's uh, coming on down the road. Um, but the CCWs, so how's it going with the CCWs? Well, there are still thousands in the queue. So like 5,000 people are waiting to get their CCWs. So they've, they've been inundated, especially you know, from our efforts, from San Diego County Gun Owners' efforts of you know, getting people to get their, their permit and teaching, um, but also uh, you know, the Bruin case. The Bruin case sparked a lot. Even though nobody, there's nobody who can get their permit now that couldn't get it before the Bruin case. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people really fully understand that. There's not one single person in San Diego County that could not get their permit a year ago mm-hmm. who can now get their permit because of the Bruin case. <laughs> right. But it sparked a lot of people's interest. You know, people just, some people are just philosophically like, Hey, I don't. I, I just didn't want to put a good cause. I don't care if I could have put a good cause, and it would have gotten mm-hmm. me my my CCW. I didn't right. want to have to do that. So you know, philosophically, I decided not to do it. Right. Okay, fine. Now, but you could have. You could have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's five thousand people waiting in the queue. Um, they, uh, you know, there's there's again, there's a lot of interest. But I have a number for you. Since November, so that's November, 
December, December January, January, February. February. Four months. Okay. In the last four months. They've averaged 570 new CCWs per month. Wow. Which is huge. Hugh Jangus. Hugh Jangus. Um, I think that's the that, – I don't know if that's a political or a legal term. Kelly, could you maybe – Yeah. Get, yeah, okay. So Kelly confirmed it's both a political and a legal term. Um. Before a year ago, we were it was more like 150. Mm-hmm. It was more like yeah, 150, 200 a month would have been a huge month. And now, since November, she's averaged 570. Per Hats month. off to her team. Hats off to her and, and her, her team, team and and everybody out there that helped her get elected. Everybody out there that helped San Diego County gun owners. The pressure we put, how important every everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's fantastic. So anybody out there that was nervous about voting for her, you made the right decision. Right. By voting for her. By voting for her. Anybody out there who, you know, had some conspiracy theory that she was going to turn on us, you were wrong. Uh, you know, and, and and that's okay, but I'll bet you I'm not going to get a flood of e- emails saying, hey, Mike, sorry. Nice job. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, whatever. I'm yeah, not here you for got, that. But you got it. You know, just to be the devil's advocate, just a tad. I, it's a little hard yeah. to trust the government. Oh whether it God, be local. I'm with you. Regional or national. I mean, they don't tend to tell the truth really well. Hundred percent. I agree. Um, you know, I don't trust. I don't trust. Like you know, I don't trust the the cashier oh. at the grocery store these days right. you know, to no, give I, me an honest answer on anything. So I hear you. I hear you. Maybe I was. I was trying to be funny. Maybe I was a bit harsh. Nobody owes me an apology. I just wanted to say, hey. Um, the but other you know th- what I mean? I mean, it, it's yeah. it's because it's, I mean, we hear promises every election. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, there are a lot of, I get lied to a lot. Yeah. I would <laughs> you know? imagine, and, and it's so funny because it, they don't think nothing of it. No. But when somebody actually does what they say they're going to do. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's like, yeah. wow, I had no idea. The other thing is SB2, which is the one that's basically going to make every 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 area outside of your home a sensitive area. So even if you have a CCW, you can't mm-hmm. carry, which is total BS. Um, she opposes it. Um, Don Barnes, the sheriff up in Orange County, has already uh, written a letter mm-hmm. formally opposing it. he's not going to yep. inf- endorse it or I'm, force it. Right. Well, I don't know. It, yeah. So I, is that what he said in, mm-hmm. in the letter? He said he wasn't going to enforce it? That's what I. That's oh, fantastic! I, yeah. That's awesome. I, I must have missed that part. It's up on Gun Owners Radio's uh, website. You can read it for yourself. Um, I, I'm sure we're going to get some kind of formal opposition letter from uh, Sheriff Martinez. Just not yet. Uh, it's coming. Um, and then, of course, the two sheriffs in San Bernardino, and then uh, Sheriff uh, Bianco and mm-hmm. Riverside both absolutely oppose it. Um, you know, I, I spoke earlier on uh, in the first segment about how Bianco is getting. Is that the Riverside? Yeah, sure. Bianco's in Riverside. And Gascon's going after him? Bonta. Uh, or, no, I think Gascon is too. Uh, this is uh, Attorney General Bonta is going after him. Okay, I know he's going. Okay, that's who it was. Yeah, so, uh, which is go it's for a it. political witch hunt. Go for it. Yeah, go get, for it. Get on your bicycle and pedal away. <laughs> Let's see what you can, what you can do. I don't think he's going to budge. I don't think he's going to budge. Not only is he not going to budge, he's going to smack him back. Yeah. And dig in. Did you see? Did you see his statement? Did you see his statement, Alicia? Did you no, see the video? No. Bianco came out with a video. Uh, check out. Go to inlandempiregunowners.com. We posted the video on there, and he gloves are off, man. He oh was yeah. On, he was on Carl's show last week. 
uh, spoke to him just very briefly, and he's not backing down. He Mess said, "With the bull, you get the horn." Yeah, he's like, "Go ahead, investigate the heck out of us. We'll, we'll you know, we're as cooperative as it gets. I dare you." Mm-hmm. So good for him. Um, and that's what we need. We need people that'll stand up and not, you know, whimper away because they don't want to take a chance of being, you know, uh, made fun of or 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 called or you know all the great names they like to call you and right. make you go hide. Yeah, we need fighters. I agree. You know, um, Bianco really is, you know, I don't have a lot of favorite politicians, and he's definitely my favorite. I really, truly have a lot of respect for the man. He's done a great job. You need to take Martinez to lunch, though. <laughs> I would love to. She said, this is really a hard job I've got. <laughs> she said, I've never worked this hard in a lock, so you need to take her to lunch. All right, I'll take her to lunch. And I like, what, does she say what, what, what genre of food she likes best? Uh, spaghetti at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, Himalayan? Yeah, take her some Himalayan food. Because they do, but they do bring her, I mean, she's in KOSI a lot. She's almost yeah. there as much as you are. And yeah. by the way, good segment the other night. Thank you very much. Yeah, hey, you look good. You even had the, the right lighting was, I mean, it was really a good segment. Oh, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. They did a really great uh, story on CCW's. Yeah. Desi was on there from Not Me. She was on again. again. She was on again. She did such a good job. Congratulations, Desi, on the great job you did. Desi had a very interesting angle. We should probably have her to come come on and talk about it. But basically, you know, with the listening sessions that happened in the county, which are, you know, nothing more than your favorite. Yeah. They're nothing more than, hey, let's figure out how to ban your guns more. Mm -hmm. Right. And then SB2, both very anti gun, you know. Um, she basically said, look, both of these things, and she wrote an op-ed on it. She was on KOSI. She did a great job. Uh, both of these things, they're trying to solve gun violence, right? We're trying to minimize gun violence. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the buzzword. So great. Uh, best way to do that is to make sure that victims are armed, and that's exactly what Not Me does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really, really And they're sh- all going, no, 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 that's not what we meant. <laughs> that's not what we meant. We want to take your gun away. Well, KUSI did a great job of taking her seriously, and they had her on twice, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, she made her I know case. they like her better than you. Well, can you blame them? What can I say? Can you blame them? I mean, geez. You're just good because they don't have to use any makeup. <laughs> it wouldn't help. It wouldn't help. She's far more pleasant. Yeah, he was a little nervous at first, but she the next the second one was even better than the first one. Yeah, she did a great job. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I told her my whole crew, man, everybody. Yeah, your crew. Gail, when she calls yeah. in, Gail. Gail. Gail, when she calls in, uh, Heather, Carla, Desi, my whole crew. Yeah, you got a crew. Got a crew. Everybody, no about everybody's it. awesome. Don't forget uh, Alicia. Who? Jackson. Who are you talking about? Alicia. Who? I, I thought I was your crew. I thought I was Alicia's crew, not she was my crew. Yeah. So that's why. Who's Jackson? <laughs> Who's he belong to? He runs. He, he, he's a he, rebel. He's he's the he's the manager. He runs the show. Oh, you're the manager. Yeah. He's a chauffeur. He puts the man in manager. Uh, thank you. Thank you nothing about it. <laughs> anyway, bum, 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 bum. so that's your update on CCW's SB two, the sheriff, a couple other things, just a couple of random things we wanted to wrap up and talk to everybody about, and and uh, you know just inform you. But I thought that five hundred and seventy a month average was uh, that's huge, current, really impressive. The current grand total. Do you know what the total is? We're all in Sydney County. Oh, Dave, how many people total have a CCW? I forgot. I was supposed I to say it. Just take guess. A guess. Forty-two hundred. Oh no. Forty-two hundred. No. You asked me to guess. Ten thousand eighty-two. We just went over the ten thousand. Ten thousand eighty-two currently Ta-da. issued in Sydney County. How are we doing as far as Sydney uh, County gun owners? As far, what do you mean? Great. Great. Signing up. Oh, What's um, I don't know the membership number. <laughs> What do we Copy bring you in here for? Like 3,500, something like that? Now we know where Sam gets it. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know that number. It's somewhere around thirty-five hundred. That's not bad. Not bad. I can't believe it. I remember when you were had when you had a hundred and you were stoked. I I, I honestly I remember the first time a notification came over the email and it was a name I didn't recognize and I thought oh my gosh a stranger found us <laughs> and I, I I had to I called him <laughs> yeah. to talk to him. It was your dad. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't my dad. But uh, anyway, I'm very very proud that we're at 35. I think so too. All right, let's take a quick break. Gun Hunters Radio FM 96.1. AM Folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Inland Empire Gun Owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. And how do they do that? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible Gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right, we have a new winner this week, and Action Jackson's going to read off the name of the winner. Uh, this is uh, for our, it's one of our Gun Owners Radio newsletter prize winners. If you want to join, uh, if you want to actually take a, a chance at winning, what I'm trying to say, um, then sign up for our newsletter. Just go to gunownersradio.com, sign up for our newsletter, keep on top of everything. And this week's winner is. Richard Leaguer. Whoa! Congratulations, Richard. You win a T-shirt or a cap. Uh, again, join the email newsletter by going to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe. Free CCW seminar at San Diego Flight Training International on February 28th, 6 o'clock. It's filling up, but there's still a lot more space. All you got to do is sign up at uh, gunownersradio.com, and then, of course, uh, click on the calendar, and you're going to get a free tour of the flight school, CCW Seminar at San Diego Flight Training International, February 28th, 6 p.m. Again, free tour of the flight school. If you have any interest at all in guns, CCW, uh, flying, the flight school, any of that, please come out. Um, They've been a uh, fantastic sponsor. Of course, we interviewed them. Not long. It was a fascinating interview. Can't tell you how much we appreciate your support, San Diego Flight Training International. Gun Owners Radio Range Day also is on April 23rd. Shoot outdoors. You get to shoot on steel, move and shoot in the Grove, which is out in uh, the Escondido area at a private range. Well, it's not really a range. It's an area. Um, how do you say that? X <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> X Nihilo. X Nihilo. Wow, that's awkward. X Nihilo. X Nihilo. X N I H I L O. I went to public school, Michael. <laughs> Give me a break. So did I. And Franklin Armory will have a product for demo. I'm so sorry I butchered your name. That's all on me, but I'm, I'm sure the product's fantastic. 
And anybody who wants to go to Range Day and uh, try it out, please come out, especially Franklin Armory. We, we interviewed them a couple weeks ago. That was really fascinating. Exciting news on that. The, what? Item, the items arrived. Really? Yep. And? I, I'm hoping to begin dressing tomorrow so that I can have them ready for that day. That's awesome. I, I don't know what it is yet, though. I just know tracking shows it's arrived. What is it? I, well, Franklin well, Armory. We, Franklin Armory. We we suspect they sent us their version of the 320. Oh, okay. Because we asked but them to. We asked them to. Now, what's we'll actually in the package, I don't yet know. It's like Christmas. You haven't picked it up yet? I can't. So it has to be dressed. So there's a process. Oh. Yeah. Michael, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, I'll help. I Isn't he in? I own a Jeep. He knows people. <laughs> <laughs> I do know people. You do know people. <laughs> Talk to the sheriff. So the Gun Owners Radio yeah. range day on April 23rd, by the way, normally $100. Only $20 if you're a 10 ring member. Yeah, and you get one bullet. <laughs> you get more than one. Oh, really? Ooh. So 10 ring members sign up. It's only 20 bucks for this range day. If you're not, you can still participate, $100, or just become a 10 ring member. Save 80 bucks. What on day time. is April 23rd? Is that a Saturday or Sunday? It April 23rd this year, you're Sunday. talking? It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. You're welcome. <laughs> you broke your phone. Oh well, that'll now, teach I get, you. now I got to get. Now I have to get an iPhone, right? See, so now I can't go. Can you reach that. You grab it, Jackson. So right under your feet. Grab that, Shorty. He can't get down there. All right, training winners. ASDS. Thanks, bud. ASDS Ooh, is one of crap. San Diego's top firearms trainers, and their Intro Combat Carbine class is March fourth. This is a great class to learn how to use your AR pattern rifle. Two hundred fifty dollars value. It's uh, gun gear and ammo not included. A lucky listener is. Oh, this is awesome. I know her. Lucky listener winner is Grace Meyer. Congratulations, Grace. And then 10 wing, 10, 10 wing, 10 ring winner, Carlo DeLeo. How are you, Carlo? Fantastic. I hope you're listening. Both these people are fantastic people. I'm so glad that they won. What an awesome, awesome thing. Again, that's uh, active self-defense. School active self active shooter defense school. I'm sorry. You been sorry talking, have you been coming to my school? <laughs> hey, no laughing over It's their intro combat carbine class on March fourth. They Sweet. win. Do you have a carbine? I do. Yeah, my AR. There you go. My AR is my carbine, and it's got uh, it's got a uh, I ha- it's got a barrel <laughs> that is a most do. <laughs> it's the barrel length is like a is like a it's like a whisker. Over sixteen inches. Oh, whisker! So it's uh, it's it's as legal as it, it's it's, it's a as legal as it can get. get. Yeah, as so. legal as it can get. Is it the right size barrel? Yeah. What do you mean? All right. Don't ask what do you mean? Don't ask him. Tough. The right question. size barrel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? I don't know. I thought you had one that wasn't sized right. Oh, it's a caliber. It's a whisker. Um, it's a whisker. It's a whisker. Oh, that was the receiver. Oh, was it? Re- okay. We were talking I about the receiver. Yeah, I took. Right. I had. I, so I bought an upper that was a four fifty. Uh, 458 SOCOM. Yeah. And I took it to the range with, with Alicia, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and because uh, it kept jamming. And I was really. Did you put it together? No, I didn't. But I was really frustrated. They used. So, uh, you know, a 458 SOCOM is almost identical to a 556. You know, they use the same mags, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of overlap. What one thing that has to be different is the ejection port has to be bigger. Because the brass is so much bigger on a 458 SOCOM than it is on a 556. Mm-hmm. So whoever put it together didn't use the correct 
receiver so that the ejection port was 556, not 458 SOCOM. Did Alicia show you that? I think so. Did you figure that out? I did not. I, well, we knew there was a problem. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> didn't, I, I couldn't identify what it was. We both. But we I, bo- I didn't have my ruler. We both we both figured out quick it was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it wouldn't shoot. No, oh, it wouldn't shoot. You know who figured it out? It was Morgan at uh, Gunfighter Tactical. Uh. So we swapped it out, and now it works like a charm. Cool. Now you're going to take the class. But they, the upper for my 5.56 was actually Gunfighter Tactical, too. And uh, I'll tell you guys a secret. <laughs> they, uh, um, I said, yeah. I said, I want this. I have an AK-74 break. We, you know, and I said, I want to keep this. Even though it's an AR, I want an AK break on it. And he's like, all right, no problem. So they're putting it on a new barrel, and he called me up, and he goes, oh, man. We, 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 we put it on the wrong barrel. And I'm like, all right, well, what, what barrel did you put it on? And he goes, well, you know, you wanted this $200 blah 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 barrel. It's now on like a four or $500 Daniel Defense barrel. Hmm. I'm like, oh. I was like, all right, that's okay. And it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's all right. You know, I'm like, ah, it's okay. I got They're, extra it, tires on my you know Jeep. You know what? Gun, <laughs> Gunfighter Tactical, such a great uh, they, shop. They, they, they didn't charge me for it. Well, they shouldn't. Well, no, they made a mistake. But I offered. They could have. Well, that's I true. Wouldn't have, I wouldn't have held it against them. Now, if you hadn't offered. Well, they could have done one of two things. Right? They, they could, well, they could have done everything. Yeah. They could have taken it off, put it on another yeah. one. And they were just like, you know what, Mike? We're just going to. You know. Yeah. You're good with it. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll pay for it. They said, no. Well, no. You, you know what you did to pay him back? You just did it. <laughs> yeah. You well, just no, said just a good story about gunfighter tactics. That's true. I, but the, the customer service we get in the firearms industry, I, I think it's it bar impeccable. none. Mm-hmm. It's bar none. And if you do get bad service, I highly encourage you to go to, talk to them. Yeah, work it out with them. Don't don't trash them. But if you if you don't know what you're talking about, your best bet is to go up to somebody, the guy or the girl behind the counter, and say, "All right, here's what I want to do. What would you buy?" Yeah, I think it's a and good just idea. leave it. Yeah, because there's a good chance you have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're yeah. not into it, like like a lot of people are, if you don't really know what you want, I find that works better all the way around. Even with food. It's like asking the waitress what their favorite food is on the menu. Yeah. Well, I do. Well, you know why I do that. Is. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have both been out to eat with me. You know why I do that. <laughs> you know why I always ask the waitress, well, what's your favorite thing on the menu? No, why? Because I can't read the menu anymore because it's all the font <laughs> oh, is too small. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> well, that's worth taking a break right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, a lot of companies are super unhappy with their websites. It looks old, it's out of date, and it's just not getting customers. But SageTree gets it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. So stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're real proud to share. Contact SageTree today to get a website that makes the phones ring and getting started is easy. Call 866-726-9100. That's 866-728-9100. And get your website fixed today. All right. Our next call-in guest is uh, uh, he's running for office, so we wanted to have him come on. And then we're doing something kind of interesting. In the next segment, we're actually having two guys running for the same office back-to-back. 
um, uh, on the show so that we can, they can both uh, plead their case and tell us why um, they're the best person for the job. So the very first person, even though we're still like, we're, you know, we're like a year away from an election. To be here tomorrow. It'll feel like it. Trust me. It'll feel like it. So first guy is Jack Fernandez. How are you, man? Good, good, Michael. How's it going? Fantastic. Now, what are you running for? Running for the state assembly here in San Diego County, the 75th district. 75th district. Yeah. That's uh, that. that uh, that's so. What is that? That's East County, mm-hmm. up into North a little bit, right? Well, so I usually tell people it's the new seventy fifth because it's still run with uh, Marie Waldron as the incumbent. She's going to term out. It used to include some parts of Escondido, uh, San Marcos. Now it goes from south of Riverside all the way to the border of Mexico. And you hit the nail on it. It includes a lot of East County, Lakeside, El Cajon, all the way up to places where I live, unincorporated territory. I call it God's country, you know, Bonzo, um, Valley Center. So quite a big go. district. So talk, what was the catalyst? What made you want to run? COVID, honestly. I never thought I was going to run. I never thought I'd run for office in a million years. Uh, you know, growing up, I heard the word politician, politics. It's like my dad fled a civil war in Angola when the communists took over the country. So in my house, like, politicians always kind of had a negative term to it, but I couldn't just sit aside and watch good men and good women do nothing, which I think a lot of us have felt like was the case. Um, COVID pandemic, we were sentenced to house arrest for the crime of being taxpayer San Diegans, right? Yeah. So uh, that was enough for me. I was an entrepreneur. I still consider myself primarily a businessman, an entrepreneur, built a few biotech companies and I handed off the company back in November and decided to run full-time for this because it's actually the last Republican safe seat, the only safe seat we have in all of San Diego County. So whoever's going to get elected to this seat, hopefully it'll be me, will essentially be the assembly member to represent 3.3 million people as the sole Republican assembly member in San Diego County. What makes you a Republican? To me, it means limited government first and foremost. I think today it's become a lot uh, different. You know, the, the terminology can change depending on who you ask. To me, primarily, it's, it means do you want the government to be bigger? If the answer is yes, you're more likely in, on the left side of things. If the answer is more of a limited government, more individual liberties, more personal freedoms, more money in your pocket, less taxes, uh, that's what being a Republican means to me. Wow. Now, what... What's something that you, you know, let's say we, uh, let's say we can wave a magic wand, and boom, you're in the assembly. What's what's something that you're really going to sink your teeth into? Is there a bill that you would, you know, propose or, uh, you know, an initiative or something you want to do? Not necessarily a bill or, or a piece of legislation, maybe. But what, what what's a priority? What's your number one thing you you know you, you want to do as if you're the next assembly member from the seventy fifth? Yeah, awesome question. I love we're getting right to it. And there you go. I'm an awesome you know, guy. You know, I like it, man. Yeah. Straight to the point. But I'll tell you this, and you know, you ask the question in such a way with the magic wand because listeners need to know one assembly member in one seat in a Republican super minority. Because if you are a conservative, you need to know this: San Diego County is no longer at all a red county. It is entirely a blue county. It is dominated by Democrats all the way from dog catcher all the way up to the top of the line, any, any political position. So one assemblyman as a Republican is going to 
enter 18, potentially 18 assembly members who are Republicans. The rest of an 80 member are going to be Democrats. So 60 some odd Democrats. So that's why this question is important because, and you're, you're absolutely right because that's, that's the real context of this question. You're going to be in the super minority in a state you know, I, what are you going to do? Like, what exactly are you going to do as the assembly member that, that people should get excited about? Yeah. So I'm going to give you the magic wand answer, too, but yep. I'm going to give yep. you the practical answer first. The reason and what I'm telling people is my platform is if you want to elect other conservatives in San Diego County in our generation, you need to elect me to the state assembly. Because you know this, Michael, you met with me in person, and, you know, I'm sure we'll go, uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of chance to dig into Second Amendment issues in the future, or even later today. Uh, but you know, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of passion. I represent a new generation of conservatives who are not going to compromise on things that we believe to be issues that are battles of good versus evil. And so, to that extent, I want to help people get elected to other conservative seats as the sole representative of the assembly. I want to help out school board members get elected. I want to help city council members get elected. I want to help conservative mayors in other cities get elected in all of San Diego County. And in regard to the assembly itself, not only am I going to never accept a bill that's proposing a new tax, I'm going to actively fight against any tax increases because we need more money in the wallets of hardworking San Diegans. We can't even put gas into cars that Sacramento's telling us aren't going to exist in a handful of years. So I'm going to bring common sense uh, conservatism to the assembly and I'm going to help other conservatives get elected. Okay, um, let's talk more about your background. What uh, what got you involved in politics? Now you said COVID, um, but yeah. what what? Uh, let's talk more about like what what exactly does that mean? Like what did you do to get involved in in, in politics? So I'll give you a quick background here. San Diego native. I was born here in San Diego. Son of a factory worker. I said he fled civil war. My mother has a neurodegenerative illness, multiple sclerosis, so she couldn't work. She kept the house for me and my sister, and, you know, she was a, wanted to be a teacher, so taught us the best she could. I was a product of San Diego Unified Schools, grew up in the public school system, and went on to be the first member of my family to go to college and then to law school. I went to UCLA. I passed the bar, and I actually went straight into entrepreneurship instead of practicing law because I saw a need at the time, this was 2017-18, to build a company that was developing antidotes to protect us, the American people, and our military safe from threats of chemical terrorism. I thought there would be chemical weapon attacks. I helped uh, develop an antidote to a chemical weapon called sarin. Lo and behold, we now saw this uh, global pandemic emerge, and I don't think I could have been doing something um, more in alignment with national security at a more important time. I got into politics during that time. I started to loosely kind of Pay a little more attention to things like border security, you know, the flow of what I believe to be another chemical weapon, fentanyl through our borders, lots of human trafficking going on through our border here in San Diego, and realizing that there wasn't necessarily a representative of the people who was kind of going out there and paying attention to these issues that I thought were so incredibly important. Then we all got locked down. And, you know, businesses were forced to close. Me being a businessman, I know how impossible it is to rebuild a business from scratch. It's almost impossible once it gets shut down like that. So I started going to city council meetings, started going to board of supervisor meetings, paying a lot more attention, getting active and realizing that 
my background at this time and my energy went me, I think, to being a very strong advocate for the people of San Diego. So that's the long and short of it. Interesting. Now, let, let's let's. You, you mentioned you talked a little bit about your your family history in Ang- Angola. Where is Angola? If someone doesn't know, Angola. Yeah, so that's central central West Africa. It's actually right below the Democratic Republic of Congo. So close to the Congo, and and talk about the Civil War. Give us give us the the thirty second Wikipedia on what Civil War you're talking about. Yeah, I mean this is just the Angolan Civil War. It formally ended, I believe, in 2001. I'm not a historian in that respect. I think once my dad came to America, we identified solely as Americans. And that is to this day how I primarily identify as, I mean, I'm a San Diegan and I'm an American. I was the first um, on my dad's side to be born here. He worked in a factory under the Coronado Bridge. A lot of his family members had to flee eventually to Portugal. And a lot of people were killed a lot of people had to turn over their property to the state. It was not a very friendly uh, situation. Very, very sad. And something that I hope will never happen again anywhere. It was horrible and brutal and bloody and, and horrible. Um, so what is, and the reason I ask about it, what are your views on, on the Second Amendment? Why, why would you call into a gun show, uh, you know, if you're running for the assembly? What are your, what are your views on gun ownership in the Second Amendment? Yeah, so I know you already know the answer to this question, and I thank you for setting me up for an answer that I can make my, uh, you know, Doug Gibbs. I'm going to make Doug V. Gibbs, Mr. Constitution, proud now when I say my favorite amendment, right, Second Amendment, well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. He's going to be so happy I have that one memorized now, but... uh yeah, so I, I actually got my concealed carry weapons permit. I'm very happy to be a, a proud CCW holder, a lawful uh, firearm owner. I got that in response to being, as I said, I became a lawyer. I passed the bar. I went into business instead of practicing law. But I did make a promise to myself and my family when I went to law school that if I did pass the bar and become licensed, I would use the license somehow to help the community. So I, for a short period of time, did some pro bono, uh, 100% free legal aid to an indigent client. It was a woman who was, unfortunately, a victim of domestic violence, like very, very bad domestic violence. And without going too in-depth here into the case, the person who I was helping this woman get a restraining order against, which we were successful, I'm 1-0 in front of a judge. Hopefully, we'll never have to go in front of another one. But uh, he was someone who made threats on our life, on Jeez. both the life of my client at the time, on myself. And so I immediately went to pursue my CCW. I'm very happy to have had Sheriff Gore. So it's awesome. Congratulations on your CCW, although I'm very sorry to hear about the catalyst, about what got you interested in doing it. So you're obviously a, a fan of, of gun ownership and, um, you know, uh, carry, carry on a daily basis. Anybody help you, by the way, with that CCW? I have to give a huge shout out to San Diego County gun owners. Shameless. You all are amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Do you have a, you do you have a website, Jack? Uh, it's going to be jackjfernandez.com, but it's not up and running yet. We're going to formally announce the campaign soon in the next couple weeks, so please stay posted. All right, my friend. Thank you for calling in. Awesome job. Did he win a hat? For, no, he did man, not thank win you a hat. So much. <laughs> what do you mean right, he didn't win a hat? All right. We'll give him a hat. We'll give you a hat. All right, buddy. You're the man right here on Gun Owners Radio.
FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empower, empowers a woman to defend against an attacker than a 100-pound bigger? Well, that's why it's so important that women learn, or women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's totally free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and Inland Empire. So get help today at notmesd.org. All right. Our next guest is a longtime friend, someone I've known for a long time. If you're anywhere near the political world in San Diego, particularly the Republican political world, then you have heard of our next guest. He's been there, uh, stalwart uh, uh, Politico um, for for years. Uh, wonderful guy, extremely helpful, and he is also running for the state assembly, the seventy fifth district. So we had him, uh, we're having him on to uh, talk about his race and uh, um, and and chat him up a little bit. Andrew, how you doing, Andrew Hayes? Hey, Michael. How are you, my friend? Good. Nice to hear from Good. you. How, talk, talk to Why me. What, what's been What's been going on? Now you announced. I think didn't you? I think the first place you publicly announced was at a San Diego County Gun Owners event, right? Uh, you're correct, my friend. That is correct. That was the first uh, time that my uh, candidacy was announced, and uh, I'm very excited. Um, and Senator Jones and uh, Supervisor Anderson recently sent out a letter as well. Uh, and, you know, highlighting their support uh, for me in this race. And so uh, I'm just grateful uh, for their support as well. So what was your, what was the cattle? First off, tell us the lay of the land. What's going on in the 75th that we're even talking yeah. about this race? Who's, who's well, in the seat now? And Great question. So currently the seat's held by uh, Assemblymember Marie Waldron. And um, what happened was is redistricting kind of uh, changed how how the landscape of this this seat will will move forward because what ended up happening was as you probably tracked very closely you know the redistricting commission uh, did what they typically do which is they packed uh, Republicans all together uh, so that they actually eliminated a Republican seat in San Diego County and what ended up happening was is uh, then Assemblyman Randy Vopel and Assemblymember Murray Waldron uh, were drawn together in the same seat. And so they ended up uh, running against each other, and Marie ended up uh, prevailing. And so uh, what happened, though, is because she won, she only has two years left on our term, so she'll be termed out uh, in 2024, and, and hence why uh, I am uh, decided to run. Fantastic. Now, let's talk about your background. Talk about... Uh... Let's go all the way back. Where did you Where did you start in the world of politics, and what 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 have yeah. you done since, and where are you now? Sure. So, so the SparkNotes version is this: I started uh, uh, in college. I went and started walking precincts with our local Republican Party, and then you know when I did that, I ended up meeting a bunch of folks who then introduced me to uh, then Senator Joel Anderson, who then said, "Hey, you know, you should come and, and intern in my office," and so I did. Um, and then after that, he hired me. And then, you know, I ran a few campaigns between uh, then and then. And one of them was my own for school board uh, in 2018. Um, and then after that, when uh, then Senator Anderson was termed out, 
Uh, he ran for supervisor. Uh, Senator Jones hired me to work in his legislative office. And so uh, I also helped Supervisor Anderson on his uh, campaign for supervisor. So um, I kind of just, you know, tracked my way up uh, through the offices as time went on. And really, it was about getting out into the community and meeting uh, everybody who who, uh, you know, I served over the over that time, starting as a as a field rep, then moving up to a district director. Um, you know, you end up, you know, working hard to, to meet people and serve people uh, in the community. And, and you have, you've, you've, you know, everybody in the community, you've worked really, really hard in the community. Um, you've worked hard for everybody that you've worked for. You've always been there. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people go into politics and, and I, I don't know what happens, but they just kind of fall flat and you don't get much production on them. I think they think it was going to be a, a different world, you know, than it, than it really is. And mm-hmm. it's a world where, you know, it's very much a meritocracy. You know, you, you get you, you got to work hard. Um, yep. And uh, I think that you have always had an attitude in the job that I really, really appreciate, which is, uh, you know, service. You know, that you're here yep. to, to serve. You're here to get things done. Um, it's never been about, from what I've seen, uh, it's never been about your own ambition. Um, it's always been about hey, what can we do to make this better? You know, how can we move the ball forward, even if it's just, you know, one yard, you know? And I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Well, thank you. And, you know, that's a core value that I have. One of the things that that I believe in is that when I'm elected and being on the school board in Lakeside, um, you know, when I was elected, I knew that I was not elected to be, you know, somebody who just sat on the sidelines. People don't want that. And having been experienced throughout my career, seeing what people were frustrated with and the issues that they care most about, I realized that, What people want to see in a leader is they want to see someone who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And here's what I've done to do this. People just people are tired. And me me too, by the way, as a as a constituent, as a voter, as a as someone who I see other other leaders in other states and even in our own state who they just give lip service and say, I'm going to I'm just going to put my vote you know, on the no button. And, and that's what we're going to do. I believe you got to vote no on the things that we need to vote no on. You got to fight back. I believe in that. I'm a fighter. I've done that on the school board. But. I also believe that if you can move the ball forward and tell your go back to your constituents and say, you know what, here's how I served you, that's what matters. And so one of, that's the key thing to me that, that drives me in my day-to-day world. That's awesome. Well, very, very cool. Well, tell us a little bit more about the lay of the land. What, what suits, you know, what is the 75th district and why are you suited yeah. to, to serve in it? You know, who's there? What, what's, what's the, uh, what's the, they've changed it a little bit, but I think it's still fair to say that this is very much an East County district. Uh, it is. It's actually uh, more of an East County district than the old 75th was. The old 75th was a, a center North County's uh, district that even went into Riverside uh, because of redistricting. This district has now become uh, 70% uh, of the district is county. And so it goes all the way from Fallbrook down the 15, picks up uh, Poway and part of Scripps Ranch, and then, you know, just east to pick up Santee, and then everything down to the border and out uh, up to Borrego Springs. So everything in between there uh, is in the district. And, you know, those are areas that, that uh, not only uh, Senator Anderson represented, but Senator Jones currently represents. Uh, and I have I have worked in those communities uh, for for nearly a decade, and you know built deep relationships in the community. And I grew up uh, in the in the district. You know, I'm, I'm the school board president in Lakeside. Uh, I grew up out here in East County, um, and you know I love the district. And the beautiful thing about this district is that uh, you know places like Fallbrook and Valley Center, 
they have the same community of interest, if you will, as Lakeside does. Uh, mm. The interests of rural communities are very important uh, because it's, it's, it's different. They're not all the same. And I think that having seen the differences in those communities over my, my time and service in the legislature uh, will allow for me to hit the ground running on day one. And, you know, not only that, but I'm able to have relationships, deep relationships with the community members who are on planning boards or school boards. And, uh, you know, many of them, dozens of them uh, have already endorsed me and are supporting me uh, in this campaign, including, you know, Senator Andrew or Supervisor Anderson and Senator Jones. So uh, I feel a lot of great momentum in, in this race. And I think I'm suited uh, in the race, too, because. You know, my leadership on my school board of organizing school board members to push back on things that are wrong. And you know what we found uh, during, you know, the COVID pandemic and we found throughout, you know, the past couple of years what leadership should look like. And I organized folks to help push back in education. You know, school boards before I, you know, when I was elected in 18, people said, oh, it's a school board, it's a school board, not realizing the importance that we have on, on the influence uh, in our communities with how many kids that we have and, and the lives that we impact. Uh, and so anyway, I'm just very I agree. excited. No, that's awesome. So I, 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 I'm not above fishing for compliments. I do it all the time. But this is not what this is not me fishing for compliments. You've been around uh, and supportive of San Diego County gun owners from the very beginning, and I'm curious. Uh, you know, w- what are your thoughts? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? You know, yeah. what have you seen? What do you What do you think? Well, here's one of the things that I love about uh, San Diego County gun owners is uh, you guys have taken stands that that you know sh- certainly not everybody uh, agrees with all the time, but I think that that's important to move the ball forward in dialogue. Right. So when we're having conversations about, you know, different issues, you know, you guys have said, hey, who do we need to partner with to help achieve the goal, which for you all is, you know, protecting the Second Amendment. Right. And, it, and it's solely focused on the Second Amendment. And you want to focus on ensuring that people have a right to bear arms. Right. And protect their private property, defend themselves from you know, tyrannical government. Right. And those are all things that you guys want to fight back for. And you guys have not been ashamed to say we're going to cross party lines to do that. And I think in a state like California, we have to be open to those opportunities when they arise, and we have to search for them. And so, because if we don't, then we sit there and we say, we're going to vote no, but we're not going to lead on anything, and we won't win. And so I, I'm about winning, and I want to see us win for the causes that we believe in. And I think that when we work with others, and I think Senator County Gun Owners has done that, has done that well, right? Has said, look, we may not agree with what you're saying. We want to still work with you, but we've got to get stuff done for our membership, the the cause that we believe in. And I think that that's something you guys have done extremely well. I like the way you put the uh, – you said that, you know, re- reaching across party lines, that we have to be open uh, to doing that when, when, when the opportunity arises. What, a, what an eloquent and accurate way of, of putting it, and I, I really, truly appreciate that. That's – uh, that's exactly what we've done. That's exactly what we've yep. done. We don't go looking for Republicans or Democrats um, to endorse and stand behind. Uh, but when we find uh, one that supports your Second Amendment, then we, uh, we are unapologetic and and we mm-hmm. you know do not hesitate. Well, that's awesome. Well, what, what would you like to see? How can people you know? How's it going to look for the next year? Because it's in March, right? The uh, next yep, March. Yep. yep, the primary is in March, uh, and so you know a couple. You know the key things. Um, you know that I'm I'm looking for right now is. You know, uh, anybody who'd love to support me uh, is welcome to do so. Um, you know, they can shoot me an email uh, and say, you know, hey, I support you. Um, they can, um, uh, you know, watch for some issues, send me issues that are important to them. Because maybe, I, look, 
I don't know everything, right? And that's really important. And I want to know what's concerning to people in my district, right? So if people say, hey, this is concerning to me, this pothole's bad, this, you know, whatever the case is, I want to know about it because I want to be helpful. That's, that's number one. But number two is I want people to know that I'm a fighter for things that I believe in, whether that's our kids in school, whether that's our Second Amendment, whether that's, you know, lowering taxes to the, you know, we got to fight some of that cost of living or whether it be crime, right? Talking about all those key issues. And one of the other things too is people have ideas, legislative ideas. On day one, I want to hit the ground running with their ideas. I want to make sure to say, hey, this is a great idea about why we shouldn't put sex predators in neighborhoods. Let's run with it, right? These are things that I want to hear from people. I've definitely seen you fight. You absolutely are a fighter. Can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Do you have a website? Uh, well, my current website is electandrewhayes.com. Electandrewhayes.com. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, good luck. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The the last segment but your favorite this is gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer hey a self-defense event happens in seconds and in the time it takes to listen to this commercial your life could change forever and i pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense but if you must then you must be ready that's why the uscca exists because every responsibly armed american should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. Go to uscca.com slash G-O-R. So I got a question. So we just had Andrew and Jack on from the 75th. Awesome. Loved uh, the interviews. You know, known Andrew for a long time. Really, really great guy. Really good good dude. Um, he said spark notes. I've been hearing that all over the place. Is that is that the new Cliff's notes? Or spark notes? What 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 was Cliff's notes? Have you heard of spark notes? I don't Alicia? know. I still use PayPal. PayPal? <laughs> that's not... That's not... <laughs> He said, I, he, I, "I'm cluing you into my where technology-wise, where I'm at. Oh, all right, I have no clue. All right, oh. well, so we don't know. If you're uh, if you're listening out there and you know what the heck Spark Notes are, let us know. I, it sounds like because the Why way people are ask? using it, I, sh- I should ask them. The way people are using it, there, it's like they'll, they'll, it's the way they used to use Cliff's Notes. Right. Like, hey, like I'm going to give you the Cliff's Notes version, and okay. now they're saying I'm going to give you the Spark Notes. It. Hold on, yeah, you're right. It, it is, is that what it is? Yeah, it's more of a digital version. Of it, is what I, it hate like. yeah. I hate change. I hate change. Yep." Yeah, That's let's exactly just, it. Let's just all agree. Everybody, can everybody join hands for a minute? Let's just all agree yeah. as listeners that we're just going to continue to say Cliff's notes. I think so. I don't want. I don't want to change. Oh, I'll give you a bit of. Thumbs Did you just down. give me a thumbs down? Did you give him a thumbs down? Do you use Spark Notes? I don't even know what Spark Notes. Are. All right, <laughs> he just, neither do you. We. Just gave me a thumbs down on general principle. Well, because I'll give you what for. Hey, you haven't had one in a while. What a thumbs, thumbs down? down? Yeah. Been a while. I feel like I, I feel like I get a thumbs down every day. No, you haven't irritated anybody. All right. <laughs> or maybe you. A, have. No, but that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Dave. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. Everyone's favorite segment, Stump, my nephew. Uh, if you send in some really cool gun trivia, we use it on the air. We'll, hit you, we'll send you a hat or a shirt. And if you stump, my nephew, we'll give you a really cool uh, prize, which will probably be tickets to gun prom. But we're open to whatever. All right. Sam, you there? Yeah. How are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Not bad. Hey, what are spark notes? Do you know what spark notes are? That's uh, not the- I hear people using them like um, like people used to say Cliff's notes. So <laughs> there I, you uh, go. <laughs> That's, That's good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, my friend. You ready for uh, this week's question? Sure. Let's have it. All right. This is uh, the incomparable Action Jackson. Fire away, bud. Neil from Yuma asks, what firearm appears on the fa- on the flag of Mozambique? Mozambique. Good question. What firearm appears on the flag of Mozambique? This is Neil from Yuma. Neil from sunny Yuma. Thanks very much for writing in. Um, Mozambique, for those of you who do not know, is not just a shooting drill. It is actually a real country in uh, Africa. And uh, as such, it has uh, its its history is spotted by various um, low intensity conflicts, civil wars and the like. Um, and so to reflect that the fact that um, in in sort of their uh, their national view of themselves in Mozambique, their their um, security as an independent state was won through armed conflict. They have uh, a silhouette of an AK-47 on their flag. The image of an AK-47 appears on the flag of Mozambique as well as coats of arms of Zimbabwe. Uh, Zimbabwe, Burkina Faso, and East Timor. The Kalashnikov rifle is also present on the flag of Lebanese militant organization Hezbollah. Not sure why that was relevant. Um, congratulations, bud. You got it. That was a good one. You could tell by the tone. <laughs> Neil from Yuma, you're going to get a hat or a shirt, but you're not going to. You did not stump my nephew. What you know? I I do think it's extremely interesting that there is a picture of of a firearm. You know, for as as the the other side would say, an assault weapon on a warring country. On, uh, well, on on a country that. Uh, on a country's flag, and a country's flag is, you know, when it comes to uh, countries, that's a, that's about as sacred as it gets. Is their flag, right? I mean, you know, maybe they're trying to tell you something. Well, I think they are. I, I think so they are. Don't come. <laughs> well, I don't think that's what they're trying to tell you. <laughs> I don't think they want you there. I don't know, Sam. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it's of course you could you could write a whole book about um, kind of the the psychological importance of firearms, but. Uh, I think in the United States, as as a product of uh, the fact that we we have such plenty, and um, we we have such an availability of firearms, we've we've kind of lost some of the, I guess, uh, philosophical level of respect uh, for them. Uh, not so much as a tool, but as a symbol. In in America, we we think of guns as tools for a particular job, but um, in in many parts of the world, and for many hundreds of years of history. Um, weapons, including firearms, were were seen very much as uh, a symbol. Um, in in the case of Mozambique, a symbol of of freedom and independence for their country, 
um, in, uh, you know, think of it the same way you think of, uh, you think of a sword. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think it's interesting. I, you know, the other, the other way that Americans think of it is unfortunately, uh, you know, about half of them think that uh, guns are evil. They just don't understand that without them, uh, there's no security. There's no freedom. There, there's no country. There's no, certainly no United States. You'll so. have evil. Yeah, evil will prevail because yep. you know. Anyway, all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, what uh, what what's your article this week? My most recent blog post was a book review of Black Rifle Two by Christopher R. Bartacci. Um, it is now sold as America's Rifle, um, and it is currently in print. the uh, The book is great. I could I couldn't really do it justice in in just a, a relatively short review, but um, it's. Really, it's it's one of those must-haves. Um, as as I said in in my last book review for the um, for the the geo blogs, I I mentioned that it can be kind of difficult to find authoritative sources of information for someone who's researching firearms seriously for work, like I do. Um, and like I I know I know you have observed this effect, and I know probably a lot of you listening have observed this effect. Where a lot of what we consider common knowledge, like oh yeah, everyone knows that factoid, um, can't really be sourced to anywhere. And if you follow the chain of like who quotes whom, it goes back to like an Arfcom post from 2008 mm. that doesn't cite its source. So you know if if you want the actual information uh, recorded by someone who was there and someone who talked to the actual experts. Um, and who is an actual expert, then Black Rifle 2 is is just a no-brainer. You need it. Wow. So how, how does it read? Uh, how does the book read? Is it more of a, is it like an informational uh, manual, or, or is it more of a story, or how does it read? Um, it doesn't tell one cohesive story like you would expect. Um, it, like, it, it doesn't tell a story as such. It's... Um, you can use it more as a reference guide as like, Oh, I want to know about the, you know, the history of the flat top upper receiver. Well, you flip to that section and then you read that. That's not to say it isn't interesting. It's just that, um, you don't have to read it front to back. You, you, um, you can read it front to back like I did, or you can just look up, uh, whatever interests you or whatever you need to know about. So even though the subject matter is a little bit dry, which I like admittedly, um, it's still very readable. Now, it, you're you're an author. You know, you're a writer. You've had a published article on uh, the history of uh, of the M16. Um, was there something in this book? Is there something in, in the book when when you read it? Was there something that that you know that made you go, "Hey, I didn't know that." Um, the the book focuses on the time period from about the mm, roughly the the early 1980s or late 70s early 80s to about the early 2000s, and most of what I covered in that particular article that I wrote um, was earlier stuff. But it does include a lot of information that would have been much much easier to find if I had just had the book at the time. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Okay. Cool. What's the name of the book again? Black Rifle 2 um, is what you'll see it as, but it's currently being printed as America's Rifle, and I have information in the blog post on where you can get it. And you can find the blog post on any of the pack websites under their under their blog section. Just go to uh, the website and add slash blog, sandycountygunowners.com slash blog, inlandempiregunowners.com slash blog. 
or orangecountygunners.com slash blog. Thanks, man. Awesome job. Thank you. Good night. Cool. There you go, Dave. That was great. What do you think of that? That was a show, man. That was up. Went by like a nanosecond. All right. Don't forget, folks, join any of our groups, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, and subscribe to our shows. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out all our sponsors, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, if you want a good website, San Diego Flight Training International, U.S. Concealed Carry Association, and a big shout-out to Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson back in the house, Brendan Thomas, and don't touch that dial. Mr. Siegel is in the wings, and he's got a pretty wild show lined up. Um, Lots of fun things coming up this month and next month at San Diego County Gun Owners. Become a 10-ring member, and the benefits will ooze out of you. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have a good evening. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.